isn't it? To give him praise and glory for his goodness. On this Thanksgiving Sunday, I believe every Sunday is a Thanksgiving Sunday. I believe every day is a Thanksgiving day. We'll give Jesus Christ praise and glory for what he's done in our own lives. Uh, Sherry, can you go back on the piano for me? I, I, just, I just wanted to sing that uh, song. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Let's stand and give him glory this morning. What a mighty God we good to see each and every one of you here this morning. It's good to see the part of your faces that I can see. Uh, you're smiling with your eyes this morning, and it's good to see you. We're, we're blessed this morning uh, to have with us, uh, uh, I think it's almost a brand new worship team. Our worship team is, uh, is, uh, is on holidays this week for well-deserved rest. They've, they've been they've been pouring out the soul every Sunday here. We thank God for them. Our offices are on holidays, and they need it. You believe you me, and we we thank God so much for them. We just give Him praise and and, and glory for for the work they're doing in this core. And also, uh, we have a Sherry Whittle. Sherry's my niece. She's agreed to come play the piano and sing for us this morning. And Joel Howlett, he's. He's my cousin. He's my cousin. Good to see, good to see Joel with us this morning. And Adam and Daniel, you you would know them. They're filling in again this morning for us. And Amy and Loretta, and, and Claude is Claude is part of the original team. He's still here. <laughs> they they wouldn't take him with them. <laughs> so he's he's there with us. But we we give God thank, uh, praise and glory this morning because we're in His house to worship Him. And I just feel free in the spirit this morning. As we worship him, just, just worship him freely from your heart and your soul. Because, you know, we have so much to thank him for. So much to praise him for. He's been so good to us, has he not? Now, Sherry is going to come and uh, favor us with a vocal. And we just pray that God bless her as she ministers to us.
above me I've a good place to sleep There's food on my table And shoes on my feet You gave me your love, Lord And a fine family Thank you, Lord, for your blessing on me I know I'm not wealthy these clothes they are not new I don't have much money but Lord I have you and to me that's all that matters though the world may not see sing with me. There's a roof up above me. I've a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine Lord, you've been faithful. 
At this time, we're going to share in a responsive reading, and the words will be on the screen for you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and praise him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. And at this time, we're going to share the beautiful song. And it says, thank you, Lord, for all your goodness. Through the years of yesterday, thank you, too, for present mercies and your blessing on my way. Thank you for each revelation and for what you choose to hide. Thank you, Lord, for grace sustaining as I in your love abide. I invite you to stand, please, and we'll sing the first two verses together. you to share with me the last verse the words together thank you lord for wayside roses even for the thorns beside thank you for the prayers you granted 
and for those that you denied. Thank you, Lord, for precious comfort in my hours of grief and pain. Thank you for your precious promise, life eternal, I shall be. When it's giving us character. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm used to being down there. <laughs> we thank him for the good and the bad, don't we? Because, you know, in the difficult times of life, is that when he strengthens us. When we, when, we, when we don't have strength of our own, we rest upon his almighty arm. And he never, he never fails us. Thank you, Lindsay. And as I was welcoming you earlier this morning, I, I, I failed to mention uh, our, online, our online church that is tuning in this morning. We welcome you warmly this morning. And, you know, it's, it's made possible that we can enter your, enter your homes because of people in our, in our booths back there. I, Lindsay, I want to thank you and your team for Josh. I want Daryl and Danny and Richard and Roma and Roxanne. All of these people make it possible for our worship service to enter into your home. We give, you, we give them thanks. We, just give them applause. We, we thank you so much. Sometimes they're so inconspicuous back there, but I tell you, they do a great, great work. We're, part, we're going to come in the attitude of prayer this morning. And as we do, we're going to sing that beautiful song, Dear is Redeemer, Jesus, God's own Son, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One. And then we, we echo, thank you, O oh, our Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till your work on earth is done. Oh, he's so precious in me. He's so precious to us this morning. And let's, in the attitude of prayer, pour out our hearts of thanksgiving and praise. And what I want us to do this morning, how many of you here this morning have something to thank God for? We all do, don't we? We all have something to thank God for. And we're going to give you the opportunity in a sentence say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for something. And as we finish off singing the first two verses, I want us to just be an echo of, of songs, of uh, prayers of thankfulness and praise from this congregation. And you in your home, you can, you can echo it out over the airwaves as we give him praise and thanks this morning for his goodness. Let's sing verses 1 and 2 together, please. There is a 
let's, let's hear prayers of praise. Someone lead us. Father, I want to thank you for your great salvation. Praise God. Someone else, just echo it out. Yes. Yes. Amen. Someone else? God bless you. God bless you. Someone else? Yes, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you both. God bless you. Yes, amen. Yes, for being here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The ultimate note of our praise, the ultimate note of our praise of when we stand in glory, when we see his face, then I'll serve my king forever in that holy, holy place. Let's sing it together. Father, we come into your matchless presence this morning, humbled by the thought that you would love us, humbled by the thought that you would redeem us, humbled by the thought that you who created us, and yet we, we, we walked away, we turned our backs upon you, yet you loved us so much that you sent your son to die a cruel death on the cross of Calvary that we might be redeemed that we might be bought back from the slave market of sin and be set free to worship you. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We have so much to praise you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for our, our salvation. We thank you for our families, our, our sons and our daughters. We thank you, Lord, for their families, our grandchildren. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of coming into this place this morning to give you praise and to worship you. Now, God, we just pray this morning that the prayers of our hearts you would hear that would ascend to the throne of grace this morning. And, Lord, sometimes we cannot audibly, we cannot audibly say what we want to say, but, Lord, read our hearts this morning. Our hearts are full of gratitude and praise. And, Lord, we just pray this morning for everyone that is listening, both here in the sanctuary and both in their homes where they may be listening this morning, that the spirit of the living God would fall afresh upon each and every one of us. That your Holy Spirit would infill us through an overflowing. That we weren't able to contain it, but will flow over. 
will flow over to others. Lord, we just pray this morning as your servant stands to unfold the bread of life. We pray, Lord, as she stands in weakness that you will back home with what you have given her to say with your spirit's power. That we'll find a lodging place in the hearts and lives of people today. And their lives will be, will be transformed and changed forever. For this we ask in the matchless and precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior and our coming King. Amen and amen. I got here. <laughs> there we go. I don't think I'm going to do very well with holding a mic and trying to talk because those of you who know me know I'm a little bit animated. So thank you, Lindsay, for making this possible today. And uh, my grandkids are down there waving to me, so I'm going to wave to them. There they are. That's great. Listen, I'm hoping my grandsons are going to help me with some math questions here. All right. Um, this, of course, we know is Thanksgiving Sunday, and we've heard about it. We've been singing about it already this morning, and I am so thankful for this day on the calendar. Well, actually, Thanksgiving is actually technically on the calendar for tomorrow, and so we call this Thanksgiving Sunday. But let me give you just a little bit of Canadian history, all right, this morning, um, that the history of our Canadian Thanksgiving goes back to the year 1578. Here's my first math question. How many years ago was that? No calculator? Okay. How many years ago? 1578. And there was an English explorer. Now, I know we have some teachers here this morning. There was an English explorer who came across the great ocean... And on their way, actually, to, I, I'm not sure, was it the West Indies, or I think it was, they were trying to find a passageway, a northern passageway to the West Indies. But they landed on North America. Do you know where they landed? Da, 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 come on, everybody here should know that. Newfoundland, that's right. The actual first Thanksgiving happened in what we now call Newfoundland in the year 1578 because a man named Martin Frobisher and his people stopped to acknowledge and give thanks that God had brought them safe thus far. Isn't that a wonderful origin to this wonderful occasion that has landed on our calendar every year since? Pretty much. Uh, the date has changed a few times now. Who's got the answer? How many years ago? No, Dad. No. Was it Dad? Oh, come here. One more. No, not 432. Unless my calculator was wrong. <laughs> and that's possible. I did social work, not math. My husband keeps reminding me of that. Okay, Camden. 1578 was the first Thanksgiving. 443, that's right. And another date for you now then. Even though the dates changed over the years, on uh, January 31st, 1957, 
Parliament, I guess, passed that the second Monday of October would be Thanksgiving Monday. So we celebrate Thanksgiving Sunday. Now, Major Lloyd should know how many years ago that was. 1957. Because he was born the year before. 64, that's right. All of that to say this. I know, my love, but you were born the year before 1957. (laughs) See, I guess I'm not that bad at math after all. (laughs) Well, it's wonderful. I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that there is actually a day, even though as I get into my sermon this morning, um, you're going to hear that really one day is not enough. And we've heard it already in song. Uh, You will have received on your seats, boys and girls, and adults as well, a gratitude journal. And throughout the rest of this service, I want you to think about three things. Could be people, could be uh, things, or places, or events. Three things that you are grateful for, and write it down on those sheets. Now let's bow our thankful hearts and thank God for his goodness to us. Lord Jesus, we thank you just as you've journeyed with Martin Frobisher over 400 years ago. You journey with each one of us from day unto day. We thank you for bringing us to this place of worship together today. Nothing is by chance for you. And so for good reason, you have brought this company of people together. And it is with thankful hearts that we bow before you. And we pray your continued blessing upon this uh, meeting together and upon your people. For Jesus' sake, amen. (coughs) (laughs) We're going to sing, uh, stand and sing when I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say what? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. Let's stand as we sing it together, please. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. another course says when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah 
praise God for saving me. Let's sing it to the glory of God. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. You may be seated. Uh, Sherry is going to come and, and sing for us. I will sing of the goodness of God. And she wants to involve you as well. She'll explain it to you when she comes. God bless you. And Adam was not proposing. He's just, he's just fixing this. God bless you. As Uncle Lloyd said, the goodness of God is a new song to me, actually. Um, and Merlene sent it out this week in, a, in an email. And uh, I learned it. It's a very beautiful song. And you, for those of you who know it, Joel, Joel knows it. So we got Joel who knows to keep us on track. But it's a very beautiful song. You might know the tune right off, but I'm sure there are many of you here who know the testimony of the song to sing of the goodness of God. And I invite you to, when you get used to the feel of the chorus, to join in with me on the chorus part, portion. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. goodness of God. 
your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. Oh, I have lived in the goodness of God. Cause all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness.
I trust you sense the presence of the Holy One in that holy hush that, uh, that we experience. Thank you to Joel and to uh, Sherry and the band who, who have uh, shared so beautifully that song. One of my favorites, by the way. One of my absolute favorite songs. If I live long enough to die, <laughs> and I expect I will, um, that would be, you know, how people pick out their funeral songs and all that stuff. Well, that is really, I don't know about a funeral song, but it's really uh, the, the, the mantra of my life. I will sing of the goodness of God. And I'd like to talk about the goodness of God, and we're going to share in a prayer together, and then by his grace anointing me, I would want to spread the table of God's word, the bread of life to you this morning. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we pause in your presence today, Lord, we, we recognize that we're standing on holy ground. For surely, surely the presence of the Lord is here. For you dwell within your people, and your people have gathered to worship you. And so now, Lord, as we, your family, sit down at the Thanksgiving banquet table, I would pray, Lord, that you would make the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart acceptable in your sight. And by your grace, O oh Lord, I would pray that in these next moments, I would make the message clear and plain. Give us grateful hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. And so we had a little bit of a history test there this morning, a little bit of a, a history, so I'll skip over that in my sermon notes now. So I've chopped off a minute or two. Um, but what I want to, um, to share with you this morning is that that day of general thanksgiving. Well, I, I, what I want to do, if you, if you move to the next slide, and I'm a little bit off here because I don't see it in front of me, and un, unlike what most people think, mothers do not have a set of eyes in the back of their head. <laughs> so I will have to twist around. There we go. Um, as I have been, you know, looking around throughout Thanksgiving, leading up to Thanksgiving, I have come across this sign in various ways and shapes, which I've shown you here, but with three very significant and important words, grateful, thankful, blessed. And I'm sure we could have a sermon on that sign in itself today, but I am so blessed to be able to see that being not just in church, but I mean, if you go to Marshall's or if you go to, you know, some of these decor stores, you're seeing this grateful, thankful, blessed. And we are, ought to be a grateful, thankful people because we truly are blessed. Um, the, the next slide will uh, remind you that um, of that day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for that bountiful harvest which Canada has been blessed with. That was what was written in Parliament when Thanksgiving became a stat holiday. Well, Thanksgiving is really about gratitude. And today, my message to you is this. Cultivating an attitude 
of gratitude. All right? Before we leave today, I hope that I will have given you at least something uh, to entice you, to encourage you to live every day with an attitude of gratitude. Dan Major wrote this, Gratitude is about feeling and expressing appreciation for all we've received and that we can, and all that we have, no matter how little that might be, but being grateful is expressing gratitude for that and for all that has not befallen us, right? And many of us can say, well, you know, I'm really grateful that this hasn't happened or this has not been my lot. In uh, 2014, Dan Major wrote, uh, he's a social worker and an author. (coughs) Hmm, I might have to take a little sip of that water down there. Um, In Psychology Today, he wrote a really, I thought, was a great, great article on the benefits of cultivating an attitude of gratitude. And what he said was, really? We shortchange ourselves our well-being, actually, if we are reserving that source, that gratitude, this whole idea of gratitude, if we are keeping that only for one day on the calendar year, then we are actually shortchanging our health and well-being. Well, I want to dig a little deeper on that. And he goes on to say, as meaningful as this holiday can be, and as helpful as it is to have a structured encouragement to express gratitude, once a year is simply not enough. Not enough. And we've heard that today already, haven't we? In the songs that we've sung, in the comments, and the prayers that have been prayed, we've heard. And I want to share with you the text verse, the verse that kind of inspired me from the scriptures to share this sermon this morning. Um, and um, it is from... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. Part of my scripture reading was the response of reading. So I hope you recognize and acknowledge there how many times we were told in the scripture to give thanks. Thank the Lord. Thank him. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, we read, always. That's not once a year. Always. Always. Be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. And I've kind of underlined that bold in my print. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, we read this. Give thanks always. Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, (coughs) the physical and psychological and social and spiritual benefits of giving gratitude and having cultivating this attitude of gratitude are multitude. Multitude. I'm going to share a little bit of them with you this morning. But cultivating an attitude of of uh, gratitude, some would say, I think counselors would say that it's a skill that you can learn. Teachers of the word would say, yes, it may be a skill, but it is a spiritual discipline. 
It is a spiritual discipline. And that is something I want you to look at gratitude as this morning. A spiritual discipline that can improve not just your spiritual life, but I'm going to share with you later on how science even is telling us that having an attitude of gratitude can actually improve your overall well-being, starting with your spirit. So where do we begin? I, I hope you're signing up for me on this. I hope all of you are going to say, yes, I'm signing up for an attitude of gratitude this morning. Tell me how I can get it. Tell me how I can cultivate it. Tell me how I can have this as a part of my everyday life. Well, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to in hopefully just a few minutes because I know I'm on the clock. All right. So the first, I believe that if we are going to cultivate, grow, and nurture an attitude of gratitude in our lives that is going to make a difference in our overall well-being, it begins with prayer. It begins with prayer, cultivating an gratitude of gratitude, and that is praying with thanksgiving. Praying with thanksgiving. Now, you, those of you who know us know that we are the very proud, thankful, blessed parents of four grown daughters. Yes, four daughters. And when our little girls were little girls, they were young, as parents, of course, like you, we, tr- we really um, attempted to cultivate an attitude of gratitude in them. And so, of course, like you, you teach your children to say thank you when they've been given something or someone has been kind to them or they've been given a compliment. And so that word thank you is really, really important. Um, in addition to this, in uh, the years that we were in Huntsville, Ontario, if anybody's watching from Huntsville, um, we had five wonderful years from 1988 to 1993 when Huntsville, Ontario was our home. We went there with two daughters and we left with four. Um, and these were wonderful years of growing and nurturing our children. And one of the things that we did on the daily was at usually supper time, you know, after um, things slowed down a little bit, we would share a little prayer or a little Bible story with the girls. But then it came to the point where especially our older two girls were getting old enough that it was time for them to learn to pray around the table. And so we began thank you prayers. That's what their first prayers were, thank you prayers. So after we'd have our Bible story, we would say to the girls, now let's go around the table and you take a minute to thank God for something that you would like to thank him for today. And so we expected the usual thank you God for mommy and thank you God for daddy or sisters or whatever, which was there. But also one of our daughters... being very mindful and in the moment and praying in the moment. She was probably two and a half or so at that time. And as she began her prayer, she would pray, thank you, God. And then there'd be a little pause. And if I peeked, I could see that she too was peeking out through her her hands as they were closed. And whatever she saw on the table, she thanked God for. (laughs) And so we had thank you, God, for ketchup one day. And thank you, God, for cups. But they were learning to be thankful for the small stuff. How often do we take that stuff for granted? Thank you for the small stuff. 
cultivating an attitude of gratitude, I believe it does start with praying. I really do. Praying with thanksgiving. The scripture tells us that. Praying in the moment. Nothing, uh, noticing what blessings are right there in front of us and not taking them for granted. And so she taught us a really good lesson that day. Uh, Colossians 4 says this, continue steadfastly. Do you know what that word means? Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Steadfastly means being loyal, being faithful, being committed and devoted and dependable and reliable in your thank yous, in your prayers. Mary Cassian, a Christian author and international speaker, points out that prayers of thanksgiving are somewhat different than prayers of praise or adoration, and both are really important. In praise and adoration, I extol, I acknowledge who God is, his wonderful attributes of holiness, love, and righteousness, and justice, and so forth. But in thanksgiving, I personalize it. I acknowledge how I personally benefit from what God has done. We remember his gifts and we let him know that we know where all of these blessings in our lives come from. It just didn't happen. We didn't grow it. God blessed us with it. And we acknowledge that. All the things we enjoy, our life, our health, our friends, family, and oh, the beautiful scenery that we who live here in Newfoundland and Labrador enjoy every single day. And many people who watch us online are probably living in concrete cities and never know what it is to stand on the ocean side, the ocean shoreline. And we can do that every single day. What a blessing how we have much to thank him for. In recognition of this, this kind of experience, Mary Cassian says, I stop what I'm doing and I go into my kitchen and give God a huge hug. I love that statement. She says, I give God a huge hug, so to speak, and bless him by saying, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your blessings to me. Amen? Amen. And when you make this spiritual discipline, this idea of praying with thanksgiving, of noticing the blessings of God on the daily, then thanksgiving becomes a spiritual habit, something that becomes a part of our daily rhythm of thanksgiving. And so thanksgiving then becomes thanksgiving. It helps us remain mindful of him and to live our lives not on automatic pilot like we are sleepwalking through life, but to be more intentional, taking little for granted and being thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. Well, I'm a firm believer in practical Christianity, yes? And a couple of ways to help you and I to cultivate uh, an attitude of gratitude this morning is this. And I've given you one. If you have, when you came in, you may have seen this little piece of sheet here, little paper on, the, on your seat, and it's not just for the children. 
I've referred to it in the children's time, but it's for each one of us. It is a gratitude list. And it consists of writing down three or five or whatever, many of things which you are personally thankful for every day. And I can see doing this if you have a prayer time in the mornings or in the evenings or when you do that, to take the time to be intentional and say, yes, God, I did notice this today and I thank you for this. And I'll tell you what, you will be blessed for taking the time to cultivate that grateful list. And the other thing that I would, I would encourage you to do, it's called a grateful letter. It's one that you write to someone in your life to express appreciation for ways that they have helped you or have been there for you. Gratitude letters can be about events that have happened in the past or are happening now or in the present, and they strengthen and repair relationships. As you write your thank you prayer or letter to that person that you're grateful for, up them to the throne of grace and prayer. And that becomes in itself a spiritual discipline that will make your day better because you've done that. Thank you lists, grateful lists, and grateful letters. Those are two very practical, practical ways of cultivating an attitude of gratitude today and every day. Now, secondly and finally, cultivating an attitude of gratitude, I've called it thanksgiving is thanks living. And I'm really looking at another part of that verse in Thessalonians. It seems quite easy. We sing this song here quite often. To, uh, to have an attitude of gratitude when life is easy and you're up on the mountain, yes? And you've got peace of mind like you've never known. And then the, the second part of that song says, but then things change, right? Life happens. Things change. And you're down in the valley. And an attitude of gratitude is not always the first and foremost on your heart and mind. You know what? I get it. I get that. I understand that. I've experienced that. And applying the truth of our scripture this morning, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18, is not easy to swallow in those hard times, those valley experiences. Always be joyful? What? Always? Never stop praying? Okay. Be thankful in all circumstances? For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. Now I need to unpack that a little, don't I? The Apostle Paul, in writing these words, was actually living in the valley quite a bit. One of his valleys was a dungeon prison. When he wrote those words, I have learned that in every circumstance I find myself in, there to be content, there to be grateful. He says, I pleasure in weakness. And that didn't mean he enjoyed weakness, but he basically said, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for weakness and insults and catastrophes and persecutions and pressures. Why? Then he gives the reason. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 to 10, he says, God's words to Paul is this. My grace is sufficient for thee. 
for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul's response to God's revelation, I'm grateful then for these circumstances, for these weaknesses, for these hard and horrible things, for this reason, because Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong, through Christ who is within me. In other words, when I do not have the capacity to face the, ma the massive challenge that is before me, my Savior, my God, will show that he does. Amen? He will show himself to be strong, even in those horrible situations and in all of these circumstances, desirable and undesirable. God gives us the ability to make a choice, to make a choice to choose gratitude, to choose gratitude. And when we're choosing gratitude, we are actually choosing him. We are choosing to see his strength made perfect in our weakest moments and to be grateful for his presence. That's thanksgiving. That is thanks living. Now, this kind of gratitude goes way beyond what we hear about celebrate on Thanksgiving Day, it's deeper than let's go around the table and say something that we're grateful for, as beautiful as that is. Gratitude, Nancy DeMoss says, <clears throat> is a lifestyle. Gratitude is a lifestyle. She says it is a hard thought, grace-infused, biblical lifestyle. And it is, isn't it? When you're down in the valley... When I look, uh, Dan, actually Ramdas, he says this, when I look back on the suffering in my life, this may sound really strange, but I see it now as a gift. I would have never asked for it for a second, he said. I hated it while it was happening, and I protested it as loudly as I could, but suffering happened anyway. Life happens. And now in retrospect, he says, I see the way in which it has deepened my being immeasurably. Elizabeth Elliot, who too was no stranger to hard times, her first husband murdered, her second husband dying of cancer, and she wrote this, it is always possible to be thankful for what is given rather than complain about what is not given. Let me say it again. This is an attitude of gratitude. It is always possible to be thankful for what is given rather, to com rather than complain about what is not given. One or the other, one or the other becomes a habit of life. We choose. We choose an attitude of gratitude or an attitude of complaint. Like the Apostle Paul, you're not necessarily grateful for the circumstances, but you are grateful for the God who walks with you in the circumstances. Yes? For God of the mountain, for the God of the mountain, oh yes, he's still God in the valley. And we be grateful for that. Dan Major says, though, sometimes we have to work really hard we really have to work hard 
to locate the positive and unearth the gifts. And sometimes these become only in retrospect. We don't see the gifts in the problem. We don't see the silver lining. But if we make the time and invest the energy, pray the prayer and look closely and search consciously, we'll find the blessing in the burden. There's always something to be grateful for, no matter how negative or desperate things may seem. And even as I say those words, I acknowledge with you this morning that when you're in the valley and you're going through those difficult, difficult times, it is only the grace of God that can allow us to look beyond the problem to the grace that he has bestowed. My friend, uh, a fellow social worker that I met a number of years ago, uh, said something to me a number of years ago, and I've never forgotten it. And I think it really capsulates this very well. She said, Marlene, you know that in life, with every life circumstance, just think of the circumstances you're in right now. Life might be really good right now. At the time that I t she gave this quote to me, I was a foster parent in my mid-50s. And she said to me this, Marlene, with every situation in life, there is a gift and a burden. There is a gift and a burden. And she says, as she referred to the, her own loss of her husband, who had died in his 50s, she said, I have chosen to focus on the gift. And so she said, for me, the gift of his life is more precious, more valuable than the burden of his loss. It's a quite a perspective, isn't it? And that's an attitude of gratitude, my friends, when we can look past the burden. And even in the burden, we can pick out and give God glory and thanks for the gift. Well, I'm running out of time. I know that. I'll hear about it at lunchtime. I stated at the beginning <clears throat> of this message that there are physical, psychological, social, and spiritual benefits of cultivating an attitude of gratitude. And this morning, I've mainly really, really focused, which is the right thing to do in church, on the spiritual. But just so you know, those of you who might be looking for some other benefits of gratitude, over the past decade, there have been numbers of scientific studies that have documented a wide range of benefits that come from gratitude. We're going to go down through them really, really quickly. Just a few. Gratitude facilitates contentment. That makes sense, doesn't it? You can't be like a, a critical and grateful at the same time. Practicing gratitude is one of the most reliable methods of increasing contentment and life satisfaction. Get those gratitude journals out. Every single day, practice gratitude. It also improves your mood, <clears throat> enhancing feelings of optimism, joy, pleasure, enthusiasm, and other positive emotions. Conversely, gratitude also reduces anxiety and depression. And we know today that anxiety and depression is epidemic in our world. Even this little exercise of Gratitude and culturing gratitude in your life will bring healing to your mind and your body. I can tell you that. I'm a mental health professional. So I say that based on the fact that I have seen this happen in lives of many.
Gratitude promotes physical health. Studies suggest that gratitude helps to lower blood pressure, strengthen the immune system, reduces symptoms of illness, and makes us less bothered by aches and pains. How many of you woke up with aches and pains this morning? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> gratitude enhances sleep. Now, one of our friends who's here this morning is a terrible sleeper, he tells us. All right? Gratitude, grateful people send, tend to get more sleep each night spend less time awake before falling asleep, and feel more rested upon waking because they've been grateful. If you want to sleep more soundly instead of counting sheep, what should you do? Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Gratitude strengthens relationship. It makes us feel closer to God, the giver of all good gifts, and to each other as friends and loved ones. When spouses feel and express gratitude for each other, they each become more satisfied with the relationship. That is true. Gratitude also encourages paying it forward. Grateful people are generous people. And they want, with a, a spirit of generosity, to pass it on, to pass it on. And so, today... On this Thanksgiving Sunday 2021, in the midst of all that is happening around us, and yes, it's true, we don't have to look far to the either side to recognize that there's a lot of not-so-nice stuff happening, but we can choose gratitude. We can choose to look for the gift. We can choose to pray with thanksgiving and to turn that thanksgiving into thanksgiving. An attitude of gratitude. I want to end with Pooh and Piglet. I'm not sure how biblical that is, but I think it has a whole lot to say. Next slide. You know, it's true, isn't it? Piglet noticed that even though he had a very small heart, he could hold a rather large amount of gratitude. Yes. May God give us a hearts of gratitude. May he nurture within us attitudes of gratitude that will change our day and someone else's day because we have been with Jesus. Let's pray together. Again, Father, we bow with thankful hearts, with grateful hearts, and as we seek your blessing we ask that you would make us a blessing, that you would pay it forward, all of your blessings to us as we share those with others. In these moments of reflection, Lord, as we take out our gratitude journals and just write down two or three things that today we are grateful for, may you give us, uh, bring us a warmth in our hearts even as we, as we do that exercise as we sing and make music in our hearts to you today, Lord. May it be with thanksgiving, I pray in Jesus' name. We're going to sing the chorus, and I think it's really a prayer. Give thanks with a grateful heart. That's what I'm asking of you. What kind of a response am I asking of you today as God's people? This is it. Give thanks with a grateful heart today. We come to him other days, perhaps seeking something else. But today, I am saying, give thanks with a grateful heart. Would you do that as we pause and sing? 
may he bring to your heart and mind that which you ought to be and are, I'm sure, thankful for this day. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give Before we leave this morning, we're going to sing another song. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Get the words, Roma, please. The splendor of the King, with all the majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. Let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice. How great, how great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. The splendor of the King clothed in majesty let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice 
Father, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you, Lord, for your provision. We want to thank you, Lord, for your love. We want to thank you for that supreme sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. And, Lord, as we leave this place now and we go to our different homes, we pray, Lord, that you will go with us, that your Holy Spirit would indwell us. And, Lord, we realize this week we will have an opportunity to tell others about you. Lord, give us the words to say. Give us the words that would encourage. Give us the words that would uplift. Give us the words that would challenge others into a relationship with you. Oh, God, help us to be the ambassador of Christ this week. Help us to love the unloved. Help us to care for those who no one else cares for. And help us, Lord, to touch, to touch someone who hasn't been loved for so long time. Minister to us as we minister to others, we pray. For we ask it in the matchless name of Jesus our Lord. Amen and amen. As we leave, let's sing the chorus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Mm -hmm.